0: and welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast Week 18. That is right. We are here for you crazy people. Unless you were here to just celebrate like, oh, I'm a winner and blah, blah, blah. You're probably here because you're crazy and you play into Week 18. We're going to tell you all the players you won't have at your disposal, and we are going to get the, cra- the leader, the pack leader of the crazies, Jake Seeley, who is ranking Week 18 with an iron fist. Two. Jake is going to have you set. We're going to get you set for playing into those week 18s. I am Chris Welsh. That is Jake Seely, Brandon Funston. The Wolfpack is here for the final episode of the 2023, because even though it's 24 season, Jake, how can you even get up in the morning and do week 18 ranks with a smile, that big, beautiful smile that you've got on right now?
1: with a smile and nobody said i was doing it with a smile and i don't want I don't you to put the onus <laughs> on me for this for years we sat here and argued with funston that like why are you playing week 17 and then he made his argument why he did it so i think he's finally come around though that he's not playing week 18 right Funston? like that that's that was the straw that broke your camel's back <laughs> i'm still
2: i'm still playing week 17 like i always have um <laughs> Just, hey I, I i gotta be honest like i think week 18 is the is the straw that broke the camel's back? It's a bridge too far. I feel like there's even more incentive for teams to rest because it's an extra week longer of the season. It's like okay, uh, so yeah, I I don't hate on people that play in Week 18, but I'm I'm happier in my new <laughs> existence of being done before the final week of the regular season. Yeah, I don't think I'm, there's I'm there's, I'm there's left, no hate sorry. needed.
0: <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No,
1: hate oh, no, I'm laughing because as we started the show, uh, Schefter tweeted all the quarterbacks are starting week 18. Oh, yeah, and we're going to
0: talk about that. We're going to talk about like, that. I was
1: like, I just wait. Huntley and Darnold are coming. And within two minutes, <laughs> Darnold has been announced. Darnold's just been as we started the show. So the oh, I didn't even see it.
2: It's so, got to so be a it's be hot Huntley. commodity for week 18ers, I would think. Yeah, oh, that'll so be a there good you one. go. But yeah, no,
0: I I want to say one thing. I'm fine with people that want to play week 18 if you want to do it. It's not for me it's for you but what you don't get to do is complain nobody wants to hear anything from you because you're the one playing week 18 oh why did this how did this guy how could you rank this and this because we we don't know what's going on nobody knows what's going on play a guy for a quarter Huntley isn't a quarterback there's no good quarterbacks playing the number one player in fantasy is sitting just to be ready for the playoffs so you can play it and we have the amazing brain of Jake Seeley, but you don't get to complain. That's the rule. That's the deal. That's the handshake with digital handshake we're all going to do. And then we can move on and we can feel uh, great about it. You can get uh, Jake's week 18 ranks waivers, that big, crazy article over at the athletic as you can every single week into the football season. So make sure you are subscribed and locked in so you can get all the off-season content and you can be ready for. The in season stuff. So let's talk about a few of the in season notes. You just broke a piece, a couple of pieces that I did not have here, did not have Darnold or Huntley. I did have a note that uh, this was like late last night that Harbaugh was a little bit dicey on like what they were going to do with Lamar. He's a uh, kick to the curb. You also have Darnold. And the, I'll just kind of go through the other little quick barrage of quarterback notes here because we are also going to have Carson Wentz starting in LA. We have, um, Uh, The Lamar one is set. Trevor Lawrence is hoping to play. Eagles are going to rest some starters, which is dicey. We'll see what happens with Jalen. Two quarterbacks that are looming, though, are Josh Allen and Tua, both dealing with some injuries, but the expectation is to play. So, Jake, we'll start with you. On this weird... We've already had all these backup quarterbacks we had to win our Week 17 championships with unintentionally. Now, intentionally, we are going to get more backups in there. Do you foresee yourself injecting any of these uh, newly rostered quarterbacks into like, let's say a top 12, like, you know, Darnold just goes and gets thrown out there. We don't know if we'll see Debo and IU, but of all these quarterbacks that are going to be injected into the week 18 lineups. Are there one or two that you're kind of excited about? Of the, all the replacements. I mean, yeah. if you're looking for floor Huntley, but Huntley's,
1: <clears throat> excuse me, Huntley, just like Sam Darnold is going to be playing with the backups, by the way. Yes, officially announced by uh, Jeff Zrebrack, who we know very well. So Huntley's done too. We have all of them. We have all of them like outside of, I mean, who could potentially sit outside of the injuries at this point that you mentioned? I Like the Lawrence, oh, Baker Mayfield's back banged up, but the highest of all of them is Sam Darnold, and he's still only in the teens uh, because it comes down to Sam Darnold's not going to be playing with Christian McCaffrey, not going to be playing with Debo, not going to be playing with and not going to be playing with Kittle. Don't see you rolling any of those out there. Maybe half of the first quarter, they get some reps and then get yanked, but can't imagine playing with all of them. So Huntley is intriguing because of the floor of the rushing, but he's also facing Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh still wants to get a shot at doing something in the final week. So, you know, it's kind of pick your poison here. Is Do you go with somebody like, Jared Goff versus them. I'd probably go them because I don't know. I know what Campbell's saying. And we see this all the time. And look, Jared Goff could play all the way up to the fourth quarter into the, he could play the whole entire game. It is Campbell. So that's on the table, but the risk is, does he play at all? And then two, if he does play, what if it's one quarter, what if it's like, yeah, we got our reps. Let's not risk Jameer Gibbs. Let's not ri-. Jameer Gibbs banged up at some point this year. David Montgomery missed time. Mom, Brown banged up, missed time. Sam Laporta even got banged up. Jamison Williams just finally starting to look like he's 100%. Why? Like, I get get the fire behind trying to play that final week, but why would you risk, like, a team that's dealt with as much as they had? So if I was playing it, do I get Sam Darnold the entire game? I guess the backup Rams? Because it sounds like none of them are playing either. I would go with Sam Darnold in that situation. I would go Huntley for the floor. Uh, I think that's where you kind of have to make the decision. So none of them are going to get inside the top 10. But it's going to come down to, do you want to risk half of the game or do you want to get what you know and that's a full game?
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a wild process in general. We're going to actually look at Jake's ranks here in just a tiny bit. Uh, the biggest one of all these, Brandon, I want to get your take on this, and we'll probably talk about this for a second, outside of the quarterbacks. I think the quarterbacks kind of speak for themselves. Uh, we're going to have a few other players that are going to get rested and whatnot, but the biggest one, and it was announced right away, was CMC will not be playing. This is that thing where we'll all tell you, like, Yeah, you want to play in the final week. This is what happens. You lose the number one player. Uh, If this were, you know, a game where they were vying for anything, he probably would the wrestling for the playoffs. So with CMC out, that stinks. But Brandon, your take on the replacements, because this is one of those things where it's like, oh, a new 49er running back in. We have to feel really positive about him. Are you going to go into Eli Mitchell? Do you think Jordan Mason is someone to watch? And this is a Rams defense who's played pretty well against the run. Like what do you, oh, what do you quick. what opportunity does throw, this? Open you,
1: up? you said only CMC. Throw before Fonston even goes. Mention the fact that we have the, not the number one running back, not potentially the number one tight end with Laporta. Four of the top ten wide receivers, including number three, and the third ranked quarterback. All of them are already off the table. So like, I just want to throw Laporta is the only guarantee, not guaranteed so far. Sorry, Fonston. I just want to throw because you only only well, mentioned CMC. Let's go down yeah. the list a little bit further. Actually, you might even get number two,
0: Kyron Williams. Probably not playing. So there you go. Mm. So yeah, Ronnie um,
2: Rivers. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so when you're
0: finding those replacements, that's it's like, where is that valuation and how are you going to attack are you? And you can go on a, f- a few of those teams if you want, by the way.
2: I think the I think the concern here is and we had talked about this. I know you're a Niners guy and we talked about this before we started up was are they do they want to play Elijah Mitchell a lot to kind of get him going because he's missed so much time this year? And I'm like, they got kind of did that last week uh, and got him going a bit. And like, he's a veteran. And I think they almost might just play this like a preseason game where Elijah Mitchell gets more of the run in the first half. And then it's Jordan Mason in the second half. I just think it's a slippery slope. That's what
1: Matt Barrow said from us. Matt, he's leaning. He's leaning. He's leaning. Jordan Mason gets the most run.
2: Yeah. Especially, you know, second half. They just want to just want to churn clock and, and you know, you can see him getting a bunch. So I don't know. I, to me, it, like I said, it feels like a preseason game where you're going to see both of those guys, and they're going to really try to just keep them both <laughs> healthy and and move on, you know, and get an extra week of rest uh, for the playoffs. But really quickly, like when you threw the Huntley question uh, to Jake, it got me thinking, like, so McCaffrey's out, Purdy's out, Lamar Jackson's out. We got it mvp did the lamar jackson is he is is he the mvp right now because I mean, it's, think, it's yeah, interesting well, a, yeah this is a jake this question. is a guy this is a guy that's averaging 229 passing yards when he won the mvp he had 43 combined rushing and passing touchdowns he has 29 right now and he he had 1200 rushing yards He has 800 all of his numbers this year are in one more game than when he won the mvp so like i you know you're just I'll going you basically am, you're going ba- you're going best team i guess is is who we're giving the MB, mvp to it's like i you know, I
1: said I slept last week because of that. And again, it like, I, do, I, do I get accuracy c- c- like <laughs> grades for this for calling all these people that were going to be sitting in week 18? Like, that I already had my ranks out before midnight last night, and none of these were in the ranks. Do I get credit yeah. for that? Uh, no, uh, my sleeper was seen potentially going off the past two weeks. I actually, this whole entire scenario I laid out, I like, I should have put it in Vegas if possible, was that. We were joking with it was a text thread with Emery, and we were texting back and forth and talking about how the MVP keeps swinging. It was like Brock Purdy until that game, and then it's immediate Lamar Jackson. And I said, "Watch Dak Prescott go off the final two weeks and win the division, and then he's in the conversation because he played the final week and Lamar didn't." And that was my whole basis behind it. I threw a random bet, like I mean, the odds were really nice then. I'm with you. I could still see it be Lamar because it is the best team. But you, you bring up a valid point, Funston is that. Is it like it's if you like good. look at the entire same Yeah. Like, I mean,
2: that you have a division winning team, 24 touchdown one... passes in 16 games. And yeah, it's, I mean, every his numbers are way down off his last MVP. And like, if you're just going off of numbers, yeah. like, I mean, Jalen Hurts, 4,232
1: and, Josh has 4, Allen 4, have... yeah. and he still has a game yeah, to
2: mean, go. If ever there was a year, honestly, like Tyree kill, I think could have gotten really big. And I mean, CMC should have been,
0: yeah, I think CMC, like <clears throat> that's where I kind of went like a week or two ago. You look at the 20 plus touchdowns, 2000 plus total yards. If if you had just got him in this game and he played like even a half and scored another touchdown, that could have maybe helped cement. I, I don't know. I'll throw this out to you. I just don't think it's a lock anywhere. I think we are going to be speculating and I wouldn't be surprised if we're shocked because I think Joe Flacco. Pretty- yeah, Flacco. I think Purdy's still in the conversation. I think Dak is in it. I think Lamar, and I legitimately think Christian McCaffrey's in it. I guess Lamar has the lead, but I don't know. I, I feel like Maybe. that's kind of like the run of hype. How about yeah.
1: Comeback Player of the Year? Is it still Baker, or did Joe Flacco take it from him? I think like- Flacco's got to get it, don't you? <laughs> I think as you talk of Comeback Player of the Year, do you go for the entire resume, or do you go for...
2: I think if if Tampa just wins out as a, as the, you know, division leaders there, he's like top 10 in a whole bunch of quarterback stuff. And he's done it all season. Like I think Baker will ultimately get it, but you know, certainly Flacco is, has just forcibly wedged his way into the conversation. If we were doing like a fantasy comeback player of the year, it's gotta be Flacco.
0: Flacco went into complete, uh, you know, relevance. I mean, he took a lot of teams to championship. So That's the thing this could be messy. We could probably do an hour and a half on this episode, just talking about the players that are not going to play the players that are going to (laughs) end up coming in and what those values can be. Those are going to be safe for the rank article, but the big headlines, Jake, you, I think you very astutely put it down. Like there are some serious top end players at every single position that are out. So keep your ear to the ground. It is literally changed. We've gotten like six more, in the last hour, since we've been talking a lot of quarterback ones, uh, one thing I did want to ask you real quick, and then I want to do a slight little, just jump to a, a couple of pieces of future news that is attached to a first round. Uh, Brandon and I were talking about this. You have the situation where Puka Nakua is four catches. And I believe 33 yards away from breaking both rookie season records, the reception record for rookie and the yards record. And that's in line. Carson Wentz is going to be the starter. I don't even know if we mentioned that in all the chaos. Stafford is out. Carson Wentz will be the quarterback. Do you pay attention to situations like that? Like, oh, Puka could still go off because we're kind of in the dicey situation of wondering who's going to work out for us. Like, do you look at that and go, this is 100% something they're going to lock down and you would trust Puka full bore with Carson Wentz at quarterback?
1: Here, I'll answer your question with a two-part question is how many people listening know who and if you do know who knew before this week who the hell bill Groman was how about that it doesn't matter you like i don't see it like maybe you give him the first series or two and design some plays specifically for him just to see if you can get it but i'm not counting on puka for more than that there, there's no way why would you risk somebody and he's been banged up why would you risk this yeah. with the injuries of cup with this situation with the with the role that you're on staffers and like you have a chance to upset some teams in the playoffs. The NFC, outside of probably three teams, and you could argue two and a half with the way that the defense doesn't exist for the Eagles right now, is you know kind of open to upset one team and you're going to be on a path where Stafford and this team could pull something special off. I, they were, I know they've already done it, but you get what I'm saying. Like, it would be special to see them turn around and do it this year. Yeah, I don't risk it. And who cares? Who cares about Bill Groman? We could sit here and have the—I tweeted this out last night. If Odell Beckham played 16 games, he would have destroyed— this record, I mean, it wouldn't even be a touchable record. So what does it really mean? You're a rookie. That's great. Cool. Whatever. You know, Jamar Chase has that one. Bill Groman has the yards. He gets both. And I mean, 20 years, it's going to be broken. 10 years will be broken. Who really cares? It's guess. Yeah, case.
2: I think I think the main point is is Nakua could use a week off. I mean, he's been banged right? up. All, all those guys have been banged up. And so you mentioned it's not as big a deal it's not worth it. It's not worth like having a setback going into the playoffs when you can legitimately, I think it's 49ers are probably the most like untouchable team in terms of an upset. Dallas and Philadelphia could absolutely get upset. So like, um, I'd be shocked. Aren't you
1: with me on that? Like, I do not believe for a second, the Eagles are resting anybody because of this. Could you imagine if last year happens again, the commanders upset the Cowboys and you rested players and could have won that game. Like that's, you don't get away with that and like i just don't see them resting play i could see them scoreboard watching like i know a lot of teams don't like to do it this is one of those scenarios where i could see them actually doing it on purpose because it'd be like oh look the you know the cowboys are already up 28 to nothing at the half all right let's get everybody healthy for the playoffs but
0: right out of the jump i don't i don't see them starting yeah. they're sitting from the start and there's like a little element of this that's like there's a there's a betting idea that you can kind of pick some of these guys apart and the the deciphering codes of who plays, who doesn't, who benefits while others don't, that is the true Wild West. That is the final week of the NFL season and we'll uh, continuously try to decode. A couple things that uh, jumped out here. I, I just wanted to throw them out. I'm not sure they mean anything. You care, you believe. But we did get a couple pieces of words about uh, future Cardinals committed, uh, are saying that they are committed to Kyler in 2024. I know there's been maybe some questions floating around with that one. The other quarterback one I thought was really interesting was there's this big push happening this week and the play will be fascinating to see as well in week 18 that bears players outwardly pushing for Justin Fields uh, to come back and to be the guy specifically DJ Moore said he was him and uh, great relationship with Marvin Harrison trying to push for that narr- narrative out there. So I'm curious. If uh, Jake, did you have any takes on the really not Kyler, but the field situation? Because I feel like that's looming the the most with the top pick out there. And I don't know. Like, do do you think what happens this week is going to play any role in the Bears' decision in keeping uh, Justin Fields?
1: No. And if you ask if I have any opinions, uh, and this is tongue in cheek, but I guess you haven't been paying attention to my Twitter arguments for the past couple of weeks. And this so, all this goes back before he even turned the corner and rebounded. And this is like the first pick. And as soon as they have the first pick trade down to two or three, if you can, if you want to try and get as of today, the commanders of the Patriots to jump one another, if they're sold on Caleb Williams, being that big of a gap to Daniels or may or wh- whoever they choose point being, is like move down and still take Marvin Harrison because that's what you do. And I am, I'm done. I'm done with the stupid argument of like reset the contract. It makes so much sense. Blah, blah. Okay. It's one piece of the puzzle. Resetting the contract is not the only reason you should get rid of Justin Fields. If you're using that as the only reason, it's a flawed argument. And I'm not even debating it with you because the, the the scenario is is like let's assume Caleb Williams is him. Like this is everybody's he's him now. That's everybody let's assume he's him. Let's assume he's Patrick Mahomes. In five years, the contract, if you look at the inflation, the contract that Caleb Williams would get plus his rookie contract would almost double what Fields would get even right now. So you can't use the contract argument if you're going to base it also off the fact that Caleb Williams is the dude, because basically the only way this works of resetting the contract is if Caleb Williams fails, which that's not what you want to do. So I'm Justin Fields. I'm Justin Fields finally has an offense designed for him with a wide receiver that can work with him. You add a player like Marvin Harrison to him. You get some offensive line help. This dude is sacked as much as almost Sam Howell because it's not all on him. It's the offensive line. I like you just get some pieces and I am with sticking with fields. If they don't do it, I'm still okay with it, but I'm still with fields and to turn into fantasy, I'm still okay with fields being a top 10 quarterback. And I would take him over Kyler Murray next year, no matter where he lands, i the jets, but that's not a, that's not a feasible opportunity. So I would say no matter where he lands, unless Aaron Rodgers retires and Justin Fields goes to
0: the jets, then I would be like, hey, I don't want him in the jets. There is a little narrative. Brennan and I like to play narrative games and stuff. There's also a little narrative as I was looking at Jake's ranks, and Jake has Justin Fields at four at quarterback this week. There is something, Brandon, to all of this chaos that's going around. This idea that Justin Fields might be playing for his, you know, his, his, a uh, contract or his team staying with the Bears that. Justin field seems like a really great play in week 18. If I, if there was someone I had going, Justin field seems like one of the top ranked quarterbacks for all the reasons for the team to play up for him to just go crazy.
2: Yeah. And I joked that I hope he does because as a Seahawks fan, the Packers need to lose. It <laughs> changed the and, pick, <laughs> but then as, as a Seahawks fan, I'm like, why? So the Seahawks can get a first round loss in the playoffs. I'd, I'd maybe rather just have a better draft pick at this point. So uh, I don't really care about week 18, to be honest. I, I, I would, I would, I was sitting here thinking, like the Bears are in a tough spot, but they could go old school and just keep Justin Fields and take Caleb Williams. It's not like you can't trade Justin Fields before the right before the start of the season. Uh, you know, I was I was editing a Salfino, Michael Salfino, our colleague, editing his column, and he seems to think that Justin Fields right now could probably command a first and a third. Worst case scenario, maybe that third becomes a fourth if you hold on to him and you don't strike while the iron is as hot as it can be. But like. You know, there's something to be said, like, take Caleb Williams, see how he feels. Maybe you take some pressure off of him to absolutely have to have to just hit the ground running in week one. Go old school like You know, that's what the Chiefs did with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes worked out great. Uh, yeah, so that's a good take. I mean, it's you know, no one seems to want to do it anymore because you want to play your quarterback in this first contract right away. So then you, you have to franchise fields, don't you? Well. I, I don't know, but you're not paying Caleb Williams much. And who are you I mean, who are you paying? I guess you're paying what? Sweat or I, I don't know. I mean they, they, I, I think Chicago probably has some cap room uh you know maneuverability there. So gonna look. Uh, <laughs> this well you're looking
0: this sparked something <laughs> I just wanted to throw out to you guys and then we are literally gonna like unveil to Jake to just kind of give us the rest here. But it sparked yeah. the semi to was that the answer, Jake? Yeah, that, an no, answer? I'm not gonna do it. Oh, okay. They still have, the, have they haven't,
1: They have they not done the fifth year option on a field yet? They have the oh. fifth year option on them. I just don't know if
0: they've done it yet. I'm assuming they would do that under Brandon's scenario. That seems, yeah. But this sparked uh, me thinking about 2024 and it's not meant to be an evergreen episode to come back to, but I just wanted to get your take. Uh, this is kind of the season for, you know, early mock drafts and blah, blah, blah at the top five and what your top five looks like i'm actually just doing a uh we did a two-round mock for 2024 with itl and uh, some other you know things are starting to loom around curious at what that looks like brandon you've already got a top five for me so what is your early very early top five look like for fantasy next year
2: yeah it's not it's hard not to see the seasons of cmc and tyree had and they were the clear number ones at their position all season long and not just put them right there uh, next year. They're a year older, and they're starting to give you a little bit more of a you know of a concern age-wise, but I think I still feel good about them having another dominant year. Honestly, you know the next guys that I have, I put C.D. Lamb third because he, look at his numbers. They've gotten better every single season, and this year was epic. Right now I think he has the most fancy points. At the wide receiver position, uh, you know, not per game, but just total. So um, he's a stud. He's he's twenty four years old. He's just absolutely on the rise. So I think I would consider him third, and I would consider him right in that mix with Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase. That's probably how I'd end up going, assuming Justin Jefferson has Kirk Cousins again, and we got Joe Burrow back. For Jamar Chase, I feel good about that. If I'm mixing running backs in there, I got to see where Kyron Williams ends up. If he's coming back as the guy, Sean Sean McVay loves him, and man, just having him on your fantasy team, you understand what kind of impact that guy does. He was out for a while, but every game he played, it was almost like Christian McCaffrey. And and then I would throw Brees Hall. You're gonna have Aaron Rodgers in there. They can improve that offensive line. Brees Hall. Kind of was a peak and valley player this year, but he ended on a strong note. He was crazy in the passing game. His rushing numbers started to turn up here at the end. You get Aaron Rodgers, you get another year out from that injury he had. He's still going to be young, 22, 23 years old. He's got to be considered right in the middle of that first round.
0: For perspective, the top five in the draft that we're doing uh, on in this league, Christian McCaffrey went one. Justin Jefferson went two. Tyreek Hill went three. CeeDee Lamb four and Jamar Chase five. So it was still very heavy wide receivers in there. Um, what about six, seven? Uh, six, let's see, six, seven was Amonra and Kelsey. Kelsey, I didn't uh, love that one. <laughs> oh I know that was, gosh. I, that's where it people's mean? brains are. Kyron was <laughs> the next pick though. So I think that should have been better for Kyron. So Jake, what is your top five? Uh, you know, this is just a little glimpse. What is a glimpse of your top five look like? Is it similar to Brandon's? <laughs> Yeah, well, somewhat Boston brought up a lot of the
1: issues here is that Jamar Chase, uh, healthy Joe, that that's not even where I was going to go with that. Does Jamar Chase have T Higgins? Do they keep T Higgins? Because if there is no T Higgins, I'd say Jamar Chase is in the conversation to be two at wide receiver just because look at the volume without T Higgins, 15, 19, 13 targets. I mean, if you're going to give me Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson on 170 targets, I mean, you're going to put him in the conversation, potentially be number one. So I'm not going to disagree much, but like, that's the thing is we don't know that as of today. Uh, We don't know as of today, we assume it's Kirk Cousins, but is it definitively Kirk Cousins because that's going to change Justin Jefferson as we've seen. So I think those two are big in play. I'm, I'm not as high on Tyreek Hill as but I I feel like I'm going to be the low person. I'm going to have zero Tyreek Hill in 2024. He's turning 32 months from now. Again, 30 isn't the death knell but Tyreek Hill we already saw this year is starting to get that little bit of a dinged up and again it just this is we're trying to nitpick top 5 here. He's going to be a first rounder. He's going to be inside my top 10. It's just I would take Jefferson and Chase before I touch Tyreek Hill. And I like if you want to take Tyreek Hill too, I have no problem with it. If you want to take Tyreek Hill number 1, he was the number 1 wide receiver would you in points you. Take points CD per
2: Lamb game. instead of Tyreek Hill?
1: I would. So so he's like uh, wide be
2: your or fourth. Fourth
1: receiver, fourth wide receiver, because if if we're just talking wide receivers and they're not going to all four of them aren't going to be in my top five. But if we're just talking wide receivers, assuming what I just said as of today, let's assume assume no T Higgins. I would actually go Chase Jefferson. If it's T Higgins is back, I would go Jefferson Chase. But then my next two after that would be Lamb Hill. So Hill is not going to make my top five. I would go Christian McCaffrey one and then number two, probably wide receiver, wide receiver. I probably go Jefferson Chase, Chase Jefferson, depending on how that shakes out lamb at four. Like I am with Fonson. Like he keeps going up and up and up. That's another one. Do they sit with Brandon cooks as the number two? Like what if Ty- I just saying, like what if T Higgins ended up in Dallas? Like you take the target share away from CD lamb. Anyway, I'll leave him there for now, but I, it's funny. I, I would actually kick him out if I was forced. So let's say my top five is this CMC chase Jefferson, whichever way you want to go. Kyron and Brees Hall. I love that he brought up Brees Hall. I was actually surprised you brought up Brees Hall. And I would go with both of them because Kyron with Sean McVay, you mentioned it. He loves his bell cow running backs. He turns to him when he can. He tried to give Akers 18 chances to be the bell cow. And now they finally have an answer. And then you have to assume the Jets scenario is going to be better. Like even if it's Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be better. And Brees Hall has been insane in the second half of the season. So yeah, those would be my top five.
0: I love it. Those are great. Uh, early look. It's never too early, especially when we're sitting around on Thursday and there's no Thursday in football. Here's one more top like, oh, 10. Yeah. Does Puka Nakua make your top 10? <clears throat> overall or top <laughs> 10 wide receiver? Top you 10 period. Top 10 overall top 10 period. Mm.
2: Honestly, I would say probably not, but it's, he's, you know, <laughs> he's, he's going to be called quickly at the turn. Stafford
1: after. is at Stafford's at quarterback in 2024. Puka Nakua or AJ Brown. Mm. See, but you I'm, thought about it. That's all you thought about it. That, I think I'm gonna that's, go that's, AJ. That's I'm
2: gonna go AJ Brown. Uh I mean Cooper Cup still there, right? Um so how
0: yeah. about this for you? I had the wheel pick. Uh I took Jonathan Taylor and Jameer Gibbs, but Puka I almost took Puka. Puka was the next pick, followed by AJ Brown. So Puka went above so 13, AJ Brown.
2: 13, 14 overall.
0: Yeah, this yeah, this was a 12 man. So, would you still I would take, take Jameer Gibbs?
2: I think would it's you full still take Jameer Gibbs if, prob-
1: you, if yeah, you knew that Ben Johnson's gone.
2: Well, I my, would it help? I mean, is David Montgomery, would, he signed a one year deal. That was two years. Is it two? I'm just like wondering if they're going to bring in like an AJ Dillon or somebody to play that role again, or if Ben Johnson's gone, does the new offensive coordinator actually like to lean on? one guy that's, a little bit more. That,
1: that's what I'm saying. You don't know what Ben Johnson's. I mean, if you put some of it back in Campbell's hands, that was not good. So I,
0: was, I leaned really, uh, this was a tough one. Cause I was staring at Puka yeah, for was a long time years. and I almost took him. So I, I mean, I think what that does is Puka's Puka. Oh, it was
1: actually thing. three years with a out in 2025. So he's definitely back for next year. Okay.
0: okay. So uh, that's an early look. I imagine you guys are going to have tons of early looks as the season goes on, so not to completely go away, but it just kind of sparked as we're getting a lot of those notes right now. We're getting a lot of, like, 2024. The team is committed here, here. So I figured let's take a look at the top five right before mock season. Finally, let's take a look at the ranks as best as we possibly can. These are just overviews of what uh, Jake has got going on. Athletic, link, all-in kid. Click the link, enjoy. That's where check you can the check leg. the entire thing. Check Get the rank. Uh, sorry, quarterback. You've got <laughs> Dak at one. Uh, another note, Justin Fields, as I mentioned, at four, CJ Stroud at five. This one jumped out of me. Geno Smith at eight. Jordan Love at ten. I'm gonna throw to you, Jake, any note you want to throw out about um any of those guys, anybody maybe that jumped up and all that weird quarterback stuff we talked about. What's your quarterback thesis for this week? Thesis <laughs> Geno Smith is, yeah, it's going against Arizona,
1: and Arizona is actually putting up points now, too, which should be fun. And then Sal's defense fell apart a little bit last week, which, yeah, if you have that again, and Kyle Murray plays like he has been, even with the wide receivers of Dorch and Wilson right now, which, speaking of next year, remember Michael Wilson, and like that was fun earlier this year, and it's been fun again all of a sudden. But anyway, point being is, yeah, I think Geno, you got, like, as Fusta said, you maybe you just get smacked in the first round of the playoffs, but they're trying to make it. Yeah, I know Geno Smith and the Seahawks are going out there everything they can in an easy matchup. Yeah, I love Ken Walker. I
2: love Ken Walker in this one, too.
1: I know that. See, this is the thing is, and this is why I hate the widget for everybody out there when we are talking ranks. If you're listening to this, somebody was like, man, your one call of having Kenneth Walker low really burned me. I was like, I had him at 20 because there was news Sunday morning that he wasn't feeling 100 percent. And you had to wait till four o'clock. So if you would have asked me during the day and I know you can't always do this and we can't move our rankings because they lock at one o'clock. It's like, but once I knew he was fine to go, I would have put him right back inside the top 13 or 14. But I'm with you. i like, Kenneth Walker should have a huge day. Um, But outside of this, we already talked about the quarterbacks, I would say. I'll slide up Baker a few spots if we know he's 100%, even though Carolina Panthers' defense has been worrisome. I, I have Darnold in front of him right now. I would actually go Baker if I knew he was 100%. Oh, God, I love, God, I love this week.
0: Uh, Darnold and Baker. Like, and well, Baker might not uh, practice all week. They already said that Trask is getting all the first-team reps. Oh my God. I'm Trask is playing. Tr- Baker's not going. <laughs> I'm already determined <laughs> to it. So quarterbacks are chaos Gino is probably the biggest eye-opening jumper if you're looking for it, but there's going to be a couple other plays over at running back. Uh, Jonathan, we obviously don't have the normal number one, which is CMC copy paste. Jonathan or Taylor. Uh, you are We got John number two. Oh yeah, you're right. Uh Jonathan do ranks. Number one. You didn't even put him on here. Cause the, we haven't got probably the
2: play.
0: <laughs> yeah, but we haven't got, no, the but I mean, piece this- out. I didn't, As Stafford cup, Nakua and Kyron
1: are all not in my ranks. Just All like right. CMC, Ayuk, yeah. Debo, Kittle, like I just—if the quarterback's sitting, I'm including everybody. <laughs> even if they, because I go back to sorry, the, I'm going back to the Nakua thing. Like even if they start the game, they're not going to stay in long. Sometimes we've seen this before. They actually do play a few snaps just to like, yeah, hey, go get your run. I'm still not like, what do you want to put them at seventy? Cool, go. Hopefully they catch a touchdown on their two
0: catches. Hopefully yeah. that's what you're hoping for. Wells four to get the record. Just pointing out. Uh running <laughs> Oh, back, Nakua. I was talking yeah. about everybody involved yeah, in this I was just talking about Puka. Uh oh. Jonathan Taylor is number one. Number three really jumps out. Devon Achan, number three overall. You mentioned most Ken Wa- ranks. Yeah, Ken Walker, you've got at four. Uh Zamir mm-hmm. White comes in at six. Brees Hall, who we talked about for next year, in at eight. Bijan at eleven. That those are some of the notes of the top twelve. Uh, what else do you want to throw at us as far as running backs for this? Number week? twelve. Joe Mixon. Like
1: last week, they were on him a lot. There's talks that Chase and Higgins aren't playing because banged up also hurt last week with Higgins. Um, I think this is one of those scenarios. And again, if Fonston can, you know, this isn't supposed to be a slight. He's been around longer than I have, is he's seen more. Like, no, this is like wisdom. You've seen more. I'm basing this off of what I've seen from veterans, especially running backs in past years. This is it for Mixon for Cincinnati. They're also potentially resting their top two uh, wide receivers. This is kind of like, Go get your run, buddy. Like I could see the same thing happening for Derrick Henry. Like just go get your 20 20 touches and we'll, you know, celebrate you getting out of here on that.
2: Well, and and to bring back Salfino's column again, his one of his takeaways was that Joe Mixon will be next year, will be the next year's version of this year's Dalvin cook that he will, he'll have too much hubris, (laughs) too much hubris. won't take a pay cut. He'll be off on the open market. He'll sign somewhere and he will end up toast. Uh, My only, my like, pushback on that is Joe Mixon's not that old. He was always one of those young guys. Yeah. So he's like mid 20s, maybe 26, 27. But he's not like pushing like 30,
0: 34 like, in RB years, though. So but but to your
2: point, it's like these are probably last hurrah games for Mixon and Henry in their with the teams. Can, that drafted can I ask them. you something? Can, can you picture something in your mind? Because it's super
1: I'm like where would Joe Mixon play? This jersey popped into my mind and it almost looks like it's just perfect. Joe Mixon in Minnesota. Like, oh, I'm like I, go, yeah. I just I see, see the jersey
0: right now. Like I can already see it. It looks a little wow. feels a little weird to me going orange to purple, but I see it. I definitely see the home. It also throws me off that you have a blue twenty six right in the background too of Barkley. So that kind of I don't know why it throws me when I think of any. I immediately went to Giants. Well, no, just because it just made me think everybody <laughs> yeah. is going to
1: yeah. I got I got to promote Rasheed Rice off the floor over here. That's what I gotta <laughs> oh yeah, I up. like that one a lot. I like that one
0: a lot. <laughs> uh, is there any? And I'll ask both of you guys this: Is there any Jake running back? We're outside the top twelve of these replacement guys. Anybody that really jumps up to you? We talked about Jordan Mason. It could be you're not expecting yeah. Eli Mitchell, uh, but Ronnie Rivers, <laughs> Mason. Give me the guy. Uh,
1: it's Jamal Williams. Because he's not just he's not really a replacement. It's Alvin Kamara, and the Saints can still back their way into a playoff spot somehow, which is surprising still. But they can. And Jamal Williams again. This is assuming there's no Kamara, but Kamara's injury that sprain looks pretty significant. And Jamal Williams like 92 of the workload when Kamara's been out. And Atlanta's not great, but it's not a bad defense. I would play if I knew Kamara's out, and that's what I have in my ranks. I have no Kamara. If I knew there was no Kamara. I would play Jamal Williams over Derrick Henry, even what we just said, because at least I know, like, there's a chance Derrick Henry gets screwed around with the Tajay Spears, like they'd have been. I know Jamal Williams is getting like almost every possible touch there is, so I'm going with Jamal Williams at 15, who's one spot behind our boy uh,
0: Khalil Herbert. By the way, Brandon, anybody jump out to you?
2: Oh, I, I just love what Jake had to say there. I'm completely on board with Jamal Williams. Can you tell okay. I've done my week eighteen homework?
0: I'm still give me Eli uh, uh, Mitchell. I know Bur- Burrow
2: said I, it I so. told you not to ask me any weight I know 18. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I just don't
0: just just... want to leave you out. I just want to like feel, like, feel bad. You out. can leave yeah, me out. Absolutely. I'm not gonna feel sorry. All right, uh, let's do, let's finish out
2: wide receiver. Oh, well, here
1: I'll get well no, here. I got one for you, Funston. I have Elijah Mitchell right now at twenty. If it is Jordan Mason, would you just put Jordan Mason at <laughs> twenty? Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I think sure. they're interchangeable. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think
0: it's Eli Mitchell, but yeah, hundred percent if it is. Uh wide receiver CeeDee Lane. Is number one this week. Tyreek Hill number two. You have got DJ Moore coming in at seven. I think Brian and I were talking about. There's an incentive. I think it's like seven catches, or not incentive, but a marker. He could get to oh, hundred if he got seven. Uh, Nico Collins comes in at three. Devontae Adams at nine. twelve. So what do you got? Nico Collins is at nine. You said what I say. Just a, you three.
1: said three. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, I th- you know what the I plus love some three was right next to it. That's <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you have that. I had the
0: plus three that I copied over, so that's what I looked at. So yeah, Nico Collins is nine, uh, but maybe it could be three. I don't know. Um, anybody the funny thing in the is, top twelve? There's, there's really nobody. I mean, Jalen Wall is
1: there. He's a huge plus because there's uncertainty if he even plays. Um, but outside, like the top twelve, outside of not having Cup Nakua and Amara St. Brown, is I do have St. Brown like because I do think there's a chance that the lines. Do screw around and play half the game. Like he hasn't announced Jared Goff sitting yet. So if Jared Goff is starting, I have a St. Brown at like 19. I think that's where I risk it. Like still a wide receiver two, right behind him is Drake London. Would I bench him for Drake? If you told me right now, Drake London, full game, Monron St. Brown, half a game, I would still start St. Brown. And that's how I treated it. That was where my cutoff was for St. Brown. But and to get to any names that really mean anything of anything, uh Jaden Reed's at 17, I think, is a great play because he practiced today. And then you have to get down to, like, the 29-30s. Wide receiver is a little easier this week than the running back situation. But uh, you look at Josh Downs, I think, is now a top-30 wide receiver this week just because you take so many names out. He's in play going against Houston. And then I can't believe I'm doing this. Medium was on the same page as me when we did all in football. Darius Slayton with Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor just takes shots downfield. And Jalen Highlight's just not being used again. So... Darius Slayton fit. I can't. Darius, this is all you need to do about week 18. Darius Slayton's inside the top 35 wide receivers. There you go. Week 18 in a nutshell.
0: And I'm a homer. Go look at Ju- Juwan Jennings this week because Juwan Jennings could get plenty of runs. So I like him. So there you go. Go and check out all of that stuff over at the athletic. You can get the ranks. See, it's going to probably. Actually, it might be more work for it's Jake this change. week. than Yeah, yeah I was about to say a million times. You, you probably have a lot more tinkering than you have had in maybe most weeks that you're going to have to do as all these notes keep going down. So that's why you're going to want to bookmark that article. Uh, check it out through the week, and uh, you can obviously find it. Just do me a favor. Wait till Twitter. Saturday morning. <laughs> Saturday? Oh, yeah, do, do that. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, also, just to say, this is my last show. For everybody. Um, I've had such a blast the last two years doing this with both of you, beautiful gentlemen and uh, both of you having me on. Jake single-handedly getting me on this show and doing this, but this is my uh my <laughs> last like nando too. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but like you specifically started it, but then I had all these wonderful people back it up. But uh, this is my last episode on the football podcast. So I just wanted to thank both of you. Brandon, start with you. You know, you're an absolute legend in the industry, and I have Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed doing all the shows with you. I love, We love talking props. You text me this past week, and I was <laughs> so late to it, and I couldn't get it. So we've become uh, prop buddies on that. But uh, I just wanted to thank you for uh, inviting me in, Brandon.
2: Yeah, I, I echo all those sentiments. You were a seamless uh, replacement for Michael Beller, and now I'm kind of just wondering – it might be us, Jake. We might be the we might be the reason we keep having this turnstile at host. But uh, <laughs> uh, sad to see you go. But I know it's good for you personally. It's yeah. not going to be good for me and Jake personally. Uh, we'll we'll have to develop somebody else who turns out to want to leave us uh, down the road. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well,
0: <laughs> if anything, all you're doing is you're making the person that's the host with you guys. They just get opportunities, and you're just you're creating see, opportunities. Yeah. yeah so is. you guys are creators of opportunities. Uh, beller got to do uh some great stuff i got to uh i did full-time opportunity in the industry is big and jake obviously you and i have been great friends for so long and um you know you say obviously like i love yeah our gelato times i love nando has been phenomenal to me in the industry obviously played a role in it but literally you were the one that suggested me so i'm very thankful of you my friend
1: well too kind and this is what i have to say
0: on Here's that note, here. you can find me at, is it the Welsh for the future? Brandon Funston, all in kid. What a perfect way to end it. Thank you all. I hope you had a fantastic season, one year leagues, and you can catch these fine gentlemen again, right here on the athletic fantasy football podcast. Bye friends.